Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sophie Scott. And I'm James Gill. Our mission is to make wellness accessible to everyone. We'll be chatting with our favourite people. Sharing uplifting news stories. And delivering tips and tricks. To bring balance to your lives. Welcome back to the Balance Podcast. This is our fourth episode. Joining me again is uh, the maestro, the founder, the editor, the governor, the chief, my spiritual leader. Uh, It's Sophie Scott. Sophie, thank you so much for, for... joining me again. James, it's such a pleasure to be here. I think you're doing a terrific job with these podcasts. She said that out loud while blinking in Morse code, you're on thin ice. Well, we know from Professor Wiseman that that it's not true. You actually cannot tell (laughs) when someone is lying or when they're not. You've got got me on a technicality there. Um, So this week we chatted with uh, Fern Cotton. I think I can say, yeah, we can can reveal this now. So she's number two in the Wellness 100. you look at what she's achieved in the, the wellness space uh, I, I don't want to spoil the chat but what, what you discover with Fern and what I discovered from doing the research and I do do the research thank you very much um, so I'd read I'd read interviews with her going back more than 10 years and so interviews from the noughties you can actually see her mm. leaning towards the wellness space and I won't spoil it well, but even then yes and there's a very good reason why uh, I will spoil it. It's her mum. Her mum was already way into this, so all of that I just rubbed off onto her. So when Fern made, appeared to make a move into wellness, it was actually a lot more organic than that, and she'd actually been living that life for many years. I will say this. She's absolute dynamite, uh, and everything she came out with was fascinating. So I, I had an absolute blast chatting with her, so uh, I'd just like to say huge thanks to... Fern, you can see her live. She's uh, doing a live version of her podcast. We chat about that. And then there's also a very exciting announcement that she makes in the chat. So stay tuned for that. So um, without further ado, Fern Cotton. So if you haven't seen the list, um, it's it's in our magazine. It's out today. But also it will be online. So balance.media, you'll see the full 100. I know Georgia from digital will also be sharing across our various social platforms. If you don't follow us, please, for the love of God, follow us at Balance LDN, as in short for London, at Balance LDN, and that's Insta, uh, we're on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, social media can obviously be a bit negative. Obviously, we, we want to be uh, a force for positive. So hopefully you'll follow us and check out the 100. Um, one thing that's very pleasing to Sophie and myself something that we talk about a lot and something that we wanted to put across in the 100 is uh, diversity. And we were 
we felt there was a nice rich mix in there. Absolutely and in the end um, it was something that although we were conscious of it actually organically kind of happened and that was really really reassuring to see that um, there's a real mixture of men, women and, and even trans people in the list people um, from all sorts of kind of socioeconomic backgrounds, um, real uh, ethnic diversity, and age as well. Yeah, and actually, right. particularly in our top kind of 20, um, you know, there's a lot of people who are well over the age of kind of 50, even 60, who've made the list. Um, and that is fantastic to see. I don't know, we talk about this a lot, don't we? That yeah. wellness kind of can be perceived as being quite racist. I think. I think a few years ago, and, and really not many years ago at all, there, there probably was a feeling that it was it was too white. Based on the people, I mean, I try to get out and about as much as possible and uh, interview and chat with as many people as possible. I hope and I think that there is greater diversity. Would you... And this is... <laughs> I can't emphasize enough, this is recent. Uh, you know, if you, if you go back just a couple of years, it probably isn't the case so much, but... Would you agree with that, Sophie, that hopefully uh, things are moving in the, the right direction? Yeah, I do. And I think naturally I'm a, an optimistic person. So I like to see um, the good um, rather than rather than the bad. Listen, there's still a long way for us to go. Sure. Um, the reality is, you know, um, there's a melting pot of like, what, 8.8 .8 million people in London, 40% um, think of themselves, identify as B-A-M-E. And, you know, you do go to the gym and often it is kind of white, middle-class, able-bodied people partaking in, in sessions and, and classes, etc. But I'm hopeful that, you know, with brands and publications like Balance, um, we are making it known that wellness should be accessible to everybody. And ironically, oh my goodness, I mean, <laughs> you know, half of the practices that we talk about, Chinese medicine, um, Ayurvedic medicine and principles, they do not come from the Western world. <laughs> so true. So um, I think it's all about embracing different cultures and, and letting it be known that everybody needs wellness. Well said, absolutely brilliant. Um, so as ever, please do drop us an email um, and we're thank huge thanks to those who have podcast at balance.media. Uh, so here, here she is, uh, Fern Cotton. Hope you enjoy. Thank you so much. To quote Columbo, just one more thing. And I, I know there's been quite a few just one more things on this intro. Um, my the, the first question I ask Fern, the audio isn't great and it's picked up by my dictaphone because for some reason the podcast mic didn't record my first question. Um, when I say for some reason, it's because I hadn't pressed record. Um, so I always record on two devices because I am a neurotic man, um, but also for instances such as this. So you'll the interview will kick in, you'll think, mm, this sound isn't great. It then kicks into the podcast mic where the sound is good. So I just wanted to explain why the first 10 seconds or so are not great. That is why I will now stop talking and enjoy Fern. Thank you as always. Bye. Right, Fern, to kick off with, um, I'll start with the, the baby yoga book, if that's okay. Yeah. So I've, I've told you this before, but that's a huge hit in our house. We've got mm -hmm. uh, a nine-month-old and a three-and-a-half-year-old. The downside is it's very hard to get the three-and-a-half-year-old dressed now because she's oh. forever... <laughs> So cute. She's doing the headstand. It's so sweet. The parents that I know that go, oh my God, every night I have to read that blooming book. And it, obviously as a parent myself, 
you do pray your kids choose a different book so you don't get bored because they have the same sure. favourites yeah, every yeah. time. And I do know that Yoga Babies and Hungry Babies has definitely become that for some parents, so I do apologise. No, no. But I, I imagine that of all, of all the things that you've done in a, a, a rich and varied career, I would imagine that's one that you get a heck of a lot of positive feedback for, I it? do, I do. I think um, it's so nice because it is such an interactive book as well. And it's it's very sweet to look at as an adult because the brilliant artist, Sheila Dempsey, who drew all the beautiful illustrations, has added so many funny little quirks with the houses and the characters, which are lovely to look at. But also to sort of see your kids trying out your little poses is one of the most adorable things ever. I love it. Sure. And then the, the, the thing with the book, I'm talking about this book more than I was <laughs> intending, but you can tell it's a, it's a But my daughter will pick out her favourite characters. Characters. The, but I bet you, I mean, maybe you didn't, you know, like a lot of, it's like any great work of art, genuinely, the person who's created it can never probably appreciate the impact it has. And I'm sure no. when that book goes out, you're not thinking, oh, a little girl will be pouring over each yeah. page here to I know it's you know. a it was a wonderful unfurling of joy to sort of see that happen and yeah. you know even my little girl honey she's obsessed with Emily in the book doing the tree pose so she always wants to be <laughs> Emily and do the Emily pose and just sort of they, my children were good sort of guinea pigs really for me to test it out and see if they liked it and they instantly loved it so I thought oh I hope we're onto something here and yeah I'm very happy that it's it's done well so the first book that was the that was the breakthrough, I suppose, wasn't it? In terms of you in the the world of yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, I'd written um, a cookbook at this point, and then had been chatting to my amazing publishers, Orion, about other things that sure. I might want to work on. And um, we talked about something generically to do with well-being, but I hadn't even really spoken to them about my own backstory. So there was a moment where I emailed my publisher and said like really up for this I can either write a book that's sort of skirting around the edges but hopefully still helpful or I can really go there and for the first time ever be quite honest which was a weird pivotal moment um and a risky one because it couldn't it could have gone wrong or you know not turned out well but with the support of them and feeling like I was in very sort of safe hands writing something that was deeply personal um it's probably been the greatest switch up of my whole career really yeah and you so I, <laughs> i'm sharing too much here my relationship with that book is uh mowing the lawn headphones on nice audiobook nice uh, but you perform the heck out of that on the, you know because yeah. some audiobooks people do phone it in a little bit but mm. i mean that you you put your heart i think you have them. to i think you know i wrote happy when I really needed to get all of that out of me. It was a real catharsis. Sure. And then almost I've found, because I've done the three books and the three audio books now, yeah. the audio part becomes quite an important part of that cycle, which I've only rediscovered recently. So you have the ideas, you write them down on your laptop, someone else reads them, that comes back, you you know work through finessing how that book will end up and then the reading it aloud bit is the most terrifying bit because you know when someone else is reading it you don't really know about it or what bit they're on but when you're reading it aloud with the sound engineer sat there it's really unnerving and quite exposing and feels like you're sort of reading a diary aloud (laughs) it's really scary so that's quite bizarre but actually to have that full circle of thinking it writing it saying it aloud almost puts it to bed like okay I've done that and I've said it aloud and I've let it go and I always get a really 
burning sort of esophagus, like the whole of my neck hurts after doing the audio book because like you say, I do put everything into it and a lot of emotion and, and I'm sort of feeling it as I do it. And it, it's almost like I'm expelling it. Like all those feelings can sort of go a bit or dissipate somewhat. So it's quite an important full stop in that in that process, I'd say. How therapeutic, well, I, I, I know you shouldn't use the word journey, I use it too, I don't <laughs> use it too often, but the, the whole journey, not just the, the planning of the writing it, the writing it, the performing it, what was that experience like? Yeah, quite profound, I guess, really, because um, I didn't know what the reaction would be like, especially for the first book, Happy. Um, you hope that people will like it, perhaps get something from it, but um, it's been out for a few years now and having so much brilliant feedback from people coming up to me in the street or tweeting me or whatever um, has made it all feel just so worth it. So not only was it cathartic personally, um, you then realise, oh, actually, I'm doing a bit of good. There's a positive impact. You know, I don't want anything I do to be a negative impact. I would shudder at the thought that anything I'd done or said created a negative outcome. I want to be on this planet and create only a positive impact if I can. So I feel like that's my my sort of most potent way of doing that, I guess. I nearly interrupted you there. You, my friend, are pure joy. Oh, bless you. But you always have been, ever since you you started. You, you, You would only... It would be humanly impossible to associate anything other than positivity. Oh, I hope so, because, you know, I'm not everyone else. I'm, you know, nice and awful and good and bad. (laughs) And, uh, you know, we all are. We've all got, you know, I can be a right old bitch and whatnot. But with my work specifically, I'm talking to too many people um, and that's a responsibility. And whether that be in my, with my social media platform or when I'm on the radio, on the TV, there's a responsibility because I am talking to a lot of people who are going about there every day and with the podcast or whatever, I want it to be something that's uplifting. Sure. And I think I've always sensed that since I was 15, you know, don't go on there with a, you know, moody face or be miserable or moan about things, you know, help other people to feel good and that's sort of probably inherently come from my family and whatever and I feel very lucky about that but I don't want to make a negative impact and you know I've cocked up along the way like everyone has but my intent is usually always good. These days what are the what what are the tools that you have in your box I know I know it would have been different a few years ago but if you do catch yourself in a in a mood that isn't a mood that you'd like what what are you pulling out the bag there to well, I think I'm probably more aware of what triggers I have now, which are, you know, being too tired, certainly overwhelmed at work if I've taken on too many things, um, feeling like I'm not doing my best in some way in my actual real life or working capacity, um, if my kids seem unhappy. You know, these are all things that I know will instantly make me feel off and could then spiral so then I have to really watch it and the first thing I'll probably do is talk to my husband because I'm with him more than anyone else and he's a brilliant listener and very eloquent and good talker communicator um so it's to talk to someone first and it's also to do simple things make everything simple so you know go for a massive walk Uh, go swimming with my kids, um, bake a cake, like something that's simple and easy and grounding is always the way for me. It's never ever been 
go out, get off your head, go out partying, hang out with famous people. I'm not looking for escapism. I'm looking for getting in touch with what I'm feeling and then grounding it. So it's always simple. Um, and I, you know, I don't go out and go to clubs or any of that sort of thing. You know, I spend any money I would have spent doing that on going to a therapist every week. And it's a really important part of my week where if I'm feeling good or bad, I will sit and have a chat and I think it's something that I place a lot of importance on. I feel very lucky that I'm able to do that. But um, as I said, I'm not down the pub, you know, buying rounds of drinks or whatever. I'm at home the majority of the time. And then that's my kind of bit of me time weekly that I really um, embrace and feel very lucky to uh, partake in. Tell you what, I I went uh, totally sober about eight, eight and a bit years ago. What people don't realize you save the a money. Fort- oh my god! Yeah, I don't drink. I, I mean, I probably drink two, three times a year. Um, I luckily have never had a problem with alcohol. Uh, my husband is a recovering alcoholic, so it helps that I don't drink. Not that he's ever put any pressure on me, um, but I really prefer life without it. I uh, don't like feeling drunk or out of control. I used to in my twenties for sure, but not now. And like you say, you know, you then get to go. Well, what are my priorities? I don't gain anything from going out and feeling out of it and intoxicated I actually feel something when I'm connecting with someone absolutely and that doesn't have to be therapy that could be going on a walk with a friend once a week and it's a set in the diary thing it could be you have a community of people who are like-minded but I think finding out what makes you feel good and not just doing what culturally is still very acceptable in this country is oh go on go and get pissed why aren't you going out with your mates and let your hair down or whatever fine if that's what suits you brilliant you know go for it and have an amazing laugh with your friends but if it's not what suits you don't do it you know I think you can break those molds culturally that are indoctrinated into our kind of lifestyles and do something that makes you feel good and for me it isn't going out and getting pissed it's it it feels like a uniquely British thing doesn't it yes it's it's almost (laughs) such a you can say I've done therapy and only blame the parents Mm. but it's it's something that is passed down from your parents that you go out you you go to the pub yeah. you get drunk with your I think it's still so much in today's culture and I find it really fascinating that you know if I talk about you know and I am if you ask me a question I will be 100% honest I'm <laughs> yeah. on, I can't not be honest and and you know I might have said previously or will say now that I I love going to see a therapist once a week um, and some people might go oh it's alright for you or what a wanker or whatever no I'm choosing to save aside that amount for me to do that and also sacrificing maybe a social situation I might have previously put myself in. I've chosen to not do something. But then if I said, oh, I go out and get absolutely wrecked on a Friday with all my friends, everyone would go, yeah, good for you, way. It's so true. And it's a really strange concept and, um, and one that I'm, again, sort of happy to talk about because I'm just doing what I like, makes me feel good. And in turn will then hopefully give me... Um, a better position to be there for my family, my husband, my kids, my friends, then reaching out wider with the work that I'm doing to have more energy and tools in my arsenal to help people if I'm working with Mind, the Prince's Trust and the charity stuff that I so love doing, I'll be, you know, in better shape to do that. So um, although I am acutely aware of how lucky I am that I can even put myself in that position of seeing a therapist... Um, it is, you know, something that I 
uh, I'm very happy talking about because I don't spend money lavishly in other areas. I'm not that way inclined. I keep my life very, very simple. I think to, to any listener who's even thinking about seeing a therapist, the term my therapist used is uh, exploration of the self. Mm. And that, that the, the impact it has, I know you use the profound, but it, it is truly profound, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, there are many ways of doing it if it doesn't feel accessible to you. And there are some amazing charities, like I just said, like Mind and the Prince's Trust, where you can get mentorship, help, advice, um, you know, the NHS can often provide counselling if you've been through particular situations. And although that can seem unbelievably scary, I've got a lot of friends that are just not interested, don't want to do it, and possibly would benefit from it, but in their own time. Um, I can only see positives from being in that dynamic with another human. Um, but it's got to feel right to you and sometimes it is about timing and you will at some point in your life go oh yeah now's the time I wasn't ready then now's the time for me and um, and it's been quite new to me really I've done all sorts of different things over the years acupuncture and Reiki I've tried everything but I stick with one person now that um, that I feel really works do, do you see it as a would you, is it a thing that you would do I use the term forever loosely, but mm. do you think it's been an ongoing thing? Or I really hope so. I yeah. think, like I said, it's not for the SOS like crisis moments. It's for daily life maintenance sure. to sit and go, yeah, I've had a really good week actually, but if this comes up next time or, oh, this weird feeling happened for no reason, just to sort of talk about things and work things out. And it hasn't got to be like deeply rooted in childhood trauma or anything. It can just be about discussing the everyday things that are going on and you are honoring your own feelings and thoughts and relationships by giving it that one hour of your week that this hour is where I talk about loads of stuff rather than suppress things block things out you know distract yourself from them with food phones shopping whatever it is getting drunk and actually like digging around in it I think is a healthy thing to do now the, the journey you've you've been on. I've read a lot of interviews with you. Even more than ten years ago, I felt that you were heading towards the path of wellness. Even back then, it's not a. Yeah. Some people probably think it's quite a sudden thing. Mm. It absolutely isn't, is it? No, my, I mean my mum's really into alternative therapies, and she's always encouraged that. So I remember being seven or eight, and her putting on a meditation cassette at the time, which was sort of. Uh, I guess it was aimed at adults, but I just thought it was like a story tape and I'd lay on the floor and close my eyes and it went through a house which was actually all your chakras, you'd go through different colours and I just thought it was a fun story tape. So my mum's always sort of subliminally encouraged that sort of thing and and I have been, you know, it, going out of choice to things like trying out Reiki, trying out kinesiology, trying out regressive therapy or whatever. I've, I've always loved doing that since I was, you know, 18, 19 or whatever when I moved out um, and acupuncture I've loved and yoga maybe 10 years ago I got into so it's always been sort of my the private me and then because I you know have started writing and talking more honestly like in happy that's led me to then go oh and this is all the stuff I have always done anyway so it, it looks like I'm kind of new to it all but in my personal life I've been you know, looking around this world for a long time and and, and also see the great importance uh, and intrigue of it all, really, as well. This takes us perfectly to a very exciting announcement in terms of the festival. Mm. Now, 
holy mackerel how's that come about and yeah god I mean there's so many things now happening that are just phenomenal and I count my lucky stars so through all the work I've been doing with the podcast and the books and the charity work and stuff um we sprung across the idea of doing a happy place festival so we did a small pop-up last year to test it out and gave all the proceeds to mind which was lovely this year we're doing a south and a north happy place festival the south is in august the third and fourth of august at chiswick house up north is at tatton park the 7th and 8th of september and they're going to be beautiful sort of aesthetically pleasing wonderlands to walk into with real substantial content i don't want it to just like look pretty and be a place where you go and shop for yoga leggings it's going to be like <laughs> a proper you know meaty experience-led festival so talks with amazing minds and people that i've met along the way podcasts that i'll record live there uh, workshops with you know healing sound therapists spoken word therapists breathing coaches yoga classes meditation um arts and crafts section we can go and do mindful arts and crafts food there will obviously be a little bit of shopping but supporting really new young startup businesses or small industries that are doing something really well in the well-being world so i just want it to be an amazing weekend that you walk away from going oh my god i've learned this i'm going to think differently about that that's helped me in that way so it is truly helpful um so i'm so excited about it and just yeah I'm just counting down the days and literally it's taken over my whole life organising this thing I think of nothing (laughs) else so I'll also be relieved when it's hopefully just like all happening well but yeah that's sort of like the big thing that I'm focusing on this year how do you how do you cope with the positive feedback because I imagine it's not just one or two people it's you, it's genuinely changing lives, isn't it? The things that you've you've yeah, done. Yeah, it's really lovely and can be overwhelming. You know, I've yeah. met some people that have told me, you know, very personal and um, you know, devastating things about their own lives previously. And I really like having those deep conversations. And I really um, am grateful to anyone who feels happy to talk to me in that way. Um, and it is brilliant but I think with all you know the feedback I do take on if it's positive is purely for me to listen to someone else's story I'm not interested in getting my own ego inflated here and going well I'm amazing look at all these people I've helped that is dangerous and equally with negative comments I think with negative and positive comments you have to just see them for what they are which is you know ephemeral passing thoughts that will be gone in the next five minutes if someone is genuinely telling me their story amazing and I'm happy to sit and have that transaction with someone but if it is just people you know saying you're brilliant or you're shit I think you have to take that on board with a pinch of salt and just go okay great not so great but I'm still going to do my thing and this is what I'm focused on and intent on doing so you just have to stay in your lane and remember what you're doing and not get swayed either way into a dark place by negative thoughts or a really like ego-driven, you know, massive head over here from the positive. How does anyone, the reason why my jaw fell open then, how does anyone leave a negative comment? Oh, I get loads, like everyone does. Of course, you know, this is the nature of the beast that I work in and with. Since I was 15, I've been open to, you know, discussion, judgment, um... You know, it can be as banal and silly as people like not liking what you're wearing to people making assumptions about your life, who you are as a person. It's all assumption-led because it's not really the truth. It's, you know, I know what I'm about and who I am and that's enough for me. But, um, you know, you do get it and you just have to 
go, I'm very sorry that I have caused any negative reaction in you. It's, you know, it's always more about them than it is you. And you have to remember that. You know, it's not just people in the public eye. It's everybody these days who's on social media or in a job where people make assumptions, project onto you, and you have to just go, it's more about you. I'm not taking it on. And that's a lesson that I've learned over the last 22 years. To back, to back up, the, it's, it's about you. A friend of mine runs comedy nights, and if he gets left a one-star review, I, I, always, I always think of this. He says, if, if you click on the person's profile, you can you can bet the mortgage that every review they've ever left is, is one-star. Yeah, it's, that's their raison d'etre. Is to yeah, just totally. Whinge, you know? And there are people out there who that's what they get a kick out of, is saying stuff like that, or you know, TV critics or whatever. And you've got to just feel bad for them that that's the vibration they're kind of at the whole time. And, you know, I know what I want to do. I know yeah. what positivity I want to project. And I've got so many projects I'm so buzzing about in the mix. And I feel so lucky that I get to do all that. So Sodom, I feel so chuffed <laughs> that I get to do what I do. And I can only concentrate on that. Can you tell us anything about any future books you've got coming out? Yeah, I guess I could skirt around that. There's some interesting stuff happening with book things. Um, bits I can say now. So there's definitely a new cookbook in the making. Mate, I can't wait to hear this, yes. Yeah, and then there's an idea for another book book, but that's later down the line. Um, but writing something that I always want to do. I get so much from it. I so enjoy it. And I've got so many ideas. It's just having the time to to nail these these sort of ideas and execute them well so yeah there's definitely books en route great now fan question follow up to baby yoga I mean what you've said there about the tape that your mum put on is there not something in that for children yeah very possibly I mean I I've tried to get my kids to listen to meditation audio things on Apple Music and stuff previously and They'll tolerate it a bit. I think they're so lit. They're six and three, so they're still quite like wanting to jump around and run around and get distracted very easily. Like, oh, the cat's walked in the room and they're off again. <laughs> but I, they see me do yoga all the time, and my husband's really into yoga, and we yeah. just do it at home with an app. Um, and they know the poses and they're starting to do it. So I think by osmosis, they're kind of getting that sort of thing. So I think. You know, there is more to look at within the world of meditation for kids and there's some great people already doing it like Headspace. But um, yeah, there's lots of stuff to kind of explore. You know, I feel like I've opened this door a peak and there's just like so much more stuff to, to have a go at. Now, given you've been in the public eye since you were 15, how much did uh, what your mum had passed on, how much uh, good stead did, did that put you in to cope with? Yeah, I think, you know, it gave me a good foundation. I yeah. think, you know, I still in my 20s definitely like worked too much and um you know did believe all the hype around it like most you know late teens or 20 somethings do with most industries you're so like blinded by the bright lights of whatever you're attracted to so I still definitely experienced you know the good the bad and the ugly through that period of my life but I think it more comes into play now that I can tap into that and know that it works and is backed up by the fact that um, you know my mum is sort of massively into all that sort of stuff. So um, yeah, I think it does. It certainly helps now because yeah. I can just you know walk away from all the craziness at the end of the day and get back to a very simple and um, you know loving home. Luckily, um, where we just do simple stuff. We're not a family that need to do exciting, crazy things. We just selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I want to keep it really simple with the kids and lots of art and baking and being outside and going to the local swimming pool and swimming you know it's all about keeping it really simple and that makes us all feel good now i asked this question as someone i mentioned before that i'd, I'd done warm-up work on juice a few times so i asked this i asked this question as a, a fan of juice but also a fan of yours um i admired you for that decision because it it must have been so difficult because mm. you what the listener probably doesn't realize is that you guys are so tight and the chemistry between you guys you cannot fake that for the cameras. Mm-hmm. So to walk away from that was hard on one hand, but I imagine the weight on your shoulders must feel a little bit lighter. Yeah, I mean, my workload has been intense, so it frees me up, which is good, because I've got so much more energy now to plough into this festival and, and the other Happy Place stuff, which I needed. And also, I'm just a big believer in taking massive risks and free-falling a bit. You know, when I left Radio 1, I was terrified. That was much scarier than leaving Juice because yeah. it's my everyday job. So, but I knew I had like a niggling feeling, you know, jump, like go, do it now. And once I get that feeling, I can't ignore it. And I had it with Juice. So I'd done 10 brilliant years there, which I loved. Not a negative thing to say about it. But I just had a feeling like it was time to jump and see where it took me. So I did. Right, again, my mouth has come open there. A lot of, so one thing I've become obsessed with recently is uh, gut and intuition mm. and listening to the voice. You've had a lot of people, and it's really opened my mind. Um, but a lot of people get that feeling, yeah. but they don't act on it. You've just named two like, career defining moves, mm. that, and you were, you were correct in, in both decisions mm. to leave Radio One, to leave Juice. What ninety percent of people would not have well, done that? Ninety nine percent of people said to my face, "You've made a massive mistake." <laughs> you know, I absolutely had that, especially with Radio One. Like, why? Are you, I don't get it. What are you doing? Why are you leaving? And I just knew that you know, you live once. Life is so short, and you know, I want there to be chapters and excitement again. I don't want to become complacent. I don't want to get lazy. Um, I want to feel challenged and. Um, you know, I just kind of thought, 
sod it it's worth a go on both occasions and it's opened up a lot of you know excitement and absolutely brand new paths for me what what is that because i what is the gut and why is it correct? Do you, do you know what the answer is? No, I think it's different for everyone and it will take shape in a different way. And I wrote a bit about it in Quiet. Um, I think we all know most of the answers most of the time. It just gets very clouded and conflated with other people's opinions, get mixed in with your own, and what culturally we're told we should and shouldn't do, what we're culturally told is right and wrong and your path might not be what we've been presented culturally or historically and you you kind of know that but it's hard to then follow it through um but there are great mavericks all over the world doing it all the time and i will just usually try and tap into one of those people and go right well i love david bowie and he never did anything by the book or I love Tilda Swinton and she always sticks to her own path or just people that I can then look up to and think they're just doing their own thing and they seem like they're doing it pretty well. So I'm just going to do that. I'd rather do that than follow the crowd every time. Now that um, you've had great success with the podcast, the live version of the podcast, what's that like? Because to, to get to interact with your, I don't know, game fans, I know, but you know what I mean, listeners and, and so on, that, that's a... That's a great experience, I imagine. Yeah, so the podcast has done really nice. We've done over six million listens now, which we're chuffed about. Six million? Yeah, we're really like blown away by the whole thing. And we're doing some live ones at the festival, so we'll have an audience there. Um, and we're doing a couple of other live ones in a London venue. And it's a nice experience. And we did a live one with Bryony Gordon, actually, as well. And to have, you know, an audience there, you know, it, it gives it a different feel because it's quite intimate, obviously, when it's just you and the other person, you're just chatting away and usually in my front room. Um, but actually to have an audience there sort of listening in, it does open it up in a new way. I think it gives it a nice depth and you get reactions if there's obviously something that's funny or shocking and, and then often I'll open it up to do a Q&A at the end. So that gives it another dimension, which is really lovely. You'd, you'd opened up, uh, not, no, the thing is you hadn't opened it, you've, you've just been honest. And over the weekend, the, you know, there's the Instagram, I'm, I'm <laughs> holding up a, a, a photo. Um, but I thought it was, I think it's an important thing to say that. I remember when uh, Ben Affleck won the Oscar and he, he said, uh, marriage is hard. And, and it, there was a backlash. And I was at home going, yeah, it is. it is. It's really hard. Like, why are we all pretending that anything in life is easy? Like... All good stuff requires work. And my marriage is one of the best things about my life. But that's also because we both put a lot of work into it. It's not because, you know, we we fall in love and that's the most brilliant thing in the world. But then there's life and life gets in the way of all of that stuff. And you have children and you have a job and you have schedules and you have logistics. And you have to work hard to make sure your marriage is you know, where you want it to be. And we both do. And I celebrate that. And I'm really chuffed that that's, you know, our mutual agreement. There's very few marriages that I know of that just exist in this perfect bubble of, you know, rose-tinted glory with all of life swirling around it without any work. And But again, culturally, we're kind of given this model of you meet someone, you fall in love, you get married, you might choose to have kids, you live happily ever after, or it doesn't work and you get divorced. And it's like, well, just, it's not that black and white. You know, it's, you shape it to how you want to be. And my marriage is something I'm extremely proud of and massively enjoy. 
But of course it requires work. Everything good, like a, a job that is successful, you know, being um, a decent parent, a decent friend, whatever, requires work, of course. Um, and I hate the fact that we're pretending otherwise, hence why I'm always quite willing to go, uh, hello, yes, of course that's the case. You know, I'm gonna, I'll put myself out there, I don't care. Um, it, it needs work and it's a good, healthy thing to focus on. When when Cheryl was singing, you've got to fight, 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 fight with love. <laughs> yeah. I never realised that she was a, a wise prophet. She I mean, really is. I think of that, I'm not joking, yeah. I think of that all the time. Wise prophet Cheryl, yeah. Uh, I can't thank you enough for your time. Um, that was a, That was a total blast. So thank you. Thanks, as, as someone who's, uh, <laughs> this is going to sound odd, but as soon as I enjoyed your, your audiobooks, to oh, what feels so like a, li- a live version. <laughs> yeah, I bet. A live version of the audiobook. Has been has been joy. Thank so thank you, you so much. Thank you. So Shaking much. your hand on a podcast makes no sense, but thank you. <laughs> thanks a lot. Thank you. Cheers, Fern. Thank you. Nice. Just huge thanks to Fern. I mean, talk about being open and honest and candid, and uh, it's just wonderful to hear someone speaking so frankly and passionately about such a uh, an honest and broad range of, of topics. Yeah, a really well deserved place. Um, I think is number two on our Absolutely. wellness one hundred list. And Balance thinks so, particularly because of the way that Fern, who's kind of really campaigning to destigmatize mental health, being very open about her own struggles, um, and that there is nothing um, bad or shaming about going to have therapy, admitting that you get depressed, um, get anxious. We are human beings, we all have our afflictions. Um, and yeah, just the value that comes with sharing your own experiences and um, and, and making people realise that you're not alone. So, well done to Fern. The, the, the fact that Fern is so matter-of-fact about it all as well is that the, the dream and... Uh, it certainly is in our house. If I say to my wife, I'm going to see the therapist, it's, it's in the same way that I would say I'm going to the gym. My wife is laughing at home now listening to this because not once would I ever say that I'm going to the gym. Um, but no, that, it's great. So Fern, uh, thank you so much. Uh, as ever, any feedback, again, keep it light for the love of God. Um, Otherwise we will be going to... Th- Three times a week therapy. Yes, exactly. And it's, <laughs> it's expensive. Um, so any feedback, podcast at balance.media. If you'd like to advertise, sales at balance.media. I can read it out in my, what used to be a Yorkshire accent, or you're better off Sophie doing it. I mean, have you heard her voice? James, what is your accent now then? Well, I've lived in London for nearly 20 years. Bless so. you, you do not sound like you're from London. Thank you. But... Any northerner will tell you the same. When I go back to Leeds, I am uh, ridiculed for sounding like Dick Van Dyke. And then <laughs> in London, I'm teased for sounding like an extra on All Creatures Great and Small. And I know that every northerner I know who lives in London has the exact same. You cannot win. Um, so what I do notice, though, because my wife is posh and from Hampshire. <laughs> and I, I will admit that when I'm with her, her family, I feel my voice changing. Right. It's so bad. It's, would you please pass the rosemary? So, um, yes. Anyone who has a similar wandering accent, I hope you can feel my pain and embarrassment. Um, Sophie, anything to add? Uh, not really, other than to say um, we wish you a terrific week and we really hope you're enjoying these balanced podcasts um, and hopefully taking something practical away with you. Have a great week and um, please tune in again next Monday for the next instalment. Brilliant. Thank you so much. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.